Doctor's going to come home at weekends? That's mad. I can get a job down there. I've got transferable skills. He took a step back. No, look, there's no good way of saying this. I'm not happy, and I haven't been for a while, and I think this is the best way for both of us, for me to move away, start again. We can both start again. And that had been that. Well, not quite. There had been tears and shouting, and she'd cut the crotches out of all his Calvin Kleins, but he'd gone anyway. She'd lost her man, and she'd lost her dignity, and she'd lost her home, because half the lovely terraced house in her favourite Bradfield suburb had been Niles, and he'd insisted they sell it. So now she lived in a boxy little flat in a 1960s block, too close to where they'd lived together. It had been a mistake to move somewhere so near the place she'd been happy, the house she had to walk past to get to the tram stop every morning. She'd tried making a ten-minute detour to avoid it, but that had been worse, an even sharper slap in the face somehow. Every now and then the couple who had bought the house emerged as she walked past, and they'd give her a little wave and an embarrassed half-smile. Since then, Catherine had made a few tentative attempts at getting back to dating. She'd signed up for an online dating site and swiped her way through dozens of possibilities. When she pictured herself standing next to them, none of them seemed remotely credible. One of Niall's old workmates had texted her and invited her out for dinner. It hadn't gone well. He'd clearly thought she'd be up for a pity fuck, and had been less than happy when she told him to sod off. At her cousin's fortieth, she'd hooked up with a sweet lad from Northern Ireland. They'd ended up in bed together, but it hadn't exactly been a raging success, and he had escaped back to Belfast with a broken promise to call her. That had probably been the last time she'd had sex. Fifteen months ago. And this was supposed to be her sexual prime. Catherine stifled a sigh and took another swig from her glass of Sauvignon Blanc. She had to stop feeling so sorry for herself. All the magazines she'd ever read were agreed on that point. Nothing was a bigger turn-off for a man than self-pity. Is someone sitting here? A man's voice, deep and warm. Catherine started and jerked round. Standing with his hand on the back of the chair next to her was a stranger. A not-bad-looking stranger, she noted automatically, even as she stammered. No, I mean, they were, but they're not now. Catherine was used to sizing up potential clients. Not quite six feet tall, she thought. Thirty-something mid-brown hair with a few silver strands at the temples, full, well-shaped eyebrows over pale blue eyes that crinkled when he smiled, like now. His nose looked a bit thick around the bridge, as if it had been broken at some point and poorly set. His smile revealed slightly crooked teeth, but it was an engaging smile nevertheless. He sat down beside her, suit trousers, brilliant white shirt with the top button undone, blue silk tie loosened. 
His fingernails were square and manicured, his shave close and his hair cut crisp. She liked a man who took care of his grooming. Niall had always been meticulous that way. I'm David, he said. Are you with the bride or the groom? I work with Suzanne, she said. I'm Catherine, with a Y. She had no idea why she'd said that. Nice to meet you, Catherine, with a Y. There was amusement there, but not in a piss-taking way, she thought. Are you a friend of Ed, then? I know him from the five-a-side footy. Catherine giggled. The best man milked that in his speech. Didn't he, though? He cleared his throat. I noticed you sitting here by yourself. I thought you might like some company. I don't mind my own company, she said, regretting the words as soon as...